Our desire is to become gospel-shaped people who, in response to the grace received from Christ, follow his example of love and service to others. Exploring this transformation through the reflection of God's word and the experience of others as we go. collective statement of that God really belongs to all of us that he's not just my father he's not just your father he's our father and this week um, taking a little bit longer a bigger section of the prayer but I still want to apply some of the same principles which is to look at just sections of it and uh, really pick it apart and really reflect on what is what is truly being said and how can it then actually apply to my life living gospelly shaped? So we'll start again. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the only part I really want to focus on today is those next couple lines. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Anytime I hear the, hear this prayer or read it, the hallowed be your name, honestly, the for one of the first things I think of is my own dad. Um, he always started his prayer the exact same way every time he would pray. And there actually, um, it, was, it was a funny thing in the church I grew up in, I think I could have recited the opening to about probably half a dozen different people's prayers when they would start. My dad would always start off his prayer with, I mean, with the Lord's prayer of our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, father. And then he would go on to to pray about whatever it is he was, he was praying for. And at first for a while, I just thought, Oh, that just is how he just wants to start his prayer. But it seemed to me later on in life that, well, Perhaps he was just taking the Lord's Prayer, or the or at least the the command of Christ to pray like this a little more seriously, and just always wanting to acknowledge who God is. Hallowed be Your name. It's this, it's this setting up of the entire prayer to me. Like, uh, it, it obviously it really goes with that first line of Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I'm I'm setting up the rest of my prayer by establishing who it is I am talking to. I'm not just talking to some to a father. I'm not just talking to another person. I'm talking to a holy God, a holy father. Hallowed be your name. Meaning your name is special. It's set apart. It's different. It should be revered. Hallowed 
be your name. There's a note in my Bible that says, this could be translated as, or kept holy, your name kept holy, or your name be revered, hallowed, or revered, or holy be your name. I'll never forget, I think it was in 2015, 2016, at the Passion Conference, and Francis Chan getting up and talking about really just only spending his time talking about the name of God and just his holiness. And that, you know, if we would sit and always be mindful and reflective of who it is we're talking to whenever we pray, our prayer lives would drastically change. And I couldn't agree more with that, that if I remember every time that I sit down to pray, pray like this, remember that, Father, you're our Father and your name is holy. It completely changes who I, who, uh, who I think I'm praying to, who I think I'm talking to. I'm talking to this creator, God. So hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. I obviously am putting emphasis myself on the your, but I think that that might be actually the point of this opening to the prayer. That it's not my kingdom come. It's not my will it should be done. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. I think that's so important for us to really chew on is, as again, we, we think about Christ telling us that we should pray like this, that our prayer should always start off with, let me just acknowledge who God is. He's my father, a holy father. Keep your name holy. And the first thing that I ask for, the first thing that I acknowledge and that I ask for is that your kingdom and your will come and be done. I think a lot of us have a tendency to start off our prayer with just maybe a a small greeting of just, you know, Father or dear God or just whatever it is. And then immediately jumping into, here's what I want. Here's what I need. Here's what I need to have accomplished. I think there's a couple things with that. Number one, we pray as if we, we pray as if God is some vending machine, just some, or just some abstract being that gives us the things that we want. And then we don't even recognize the idea that he probably already knows what you want. I shouldn't even say probably. It's not probably. It's he does. He knows exactly what you want, what you need before you've even opened your mouth. So before I even begin talking about and thinking, here's what I want, here, here's what I need, my first, the first words out of my mouth need to be, your kingdom come. That's what I need first and foremost. I may have some kind of physical ailment. I may have some kind of financial crisis, a broken relationship, whatever it may be. Those requests come second to just your will be done. Your kingdom come. On earth as it is in heaven. I'm asking God to, to take a part of heaven, to take a part of his kingdom, and to bring it here, and to set it here. Because I recognize that this world is, is vastly and far broken, and that the best thing for it would be to have 
the kingdom of God here, for your kingdom to come here, for your will to be done. And it, again, I think there is something, there, there has to be a reason why Christ asks us to pray like this. I think it's because it, it obviously will change the trajectory of our lives. It'll change the way we pray. It'll change the things that we do pray for. Because as, as we'll see, and I'll, we'll get into this over the next week or two, but there is definitely a time and a place in the Lord's Prayer and in the way we're supposed to pray where we ask God for things. I say, this is what I need. This is what I want. This is where my heart's at. This is what I'm desiring. But before I get there, let me just ask for you to be you. There's a lot of times where I don't really know what to pray for. Or I don't know how to pray for something. I don't really know how to ask it. So sometimes my prayer will just be, Father, just please be you. No, please just be you. And there's there's a lot of comfort in that. There's comfort in knowing that God is just going to be God, that his will is the one that will be done. Because if there's anything that I've learned in my brief stay on this earth so far, it's that my will and my desires and my ideas can't really be trusted. They can't be trusted to be full of light and life on a consistent basis, but God can. His words, his ideas, his convictions, all of it is good. I need to ask for that will to be the one that's done. To set mine aside, to let it go by the wayside, and to only seek the will of God. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, bring a piece of our home here. This place is not our home. It's not where we belong or where we wish to stay. So we ask you to bring your kingdom here. And for everything that we do, be only to honor you and glorify you and for your will to be done. I hope that we're continuing to see um, through the messages on Sunday and through just some of these short reflections on the podcast that at the Lord's Prayer, while only a few lines is so much deeper than what it may seem on the surface, that it has a way to guide us and ways to teach us. And just this is how we can pray. And I just, you know, this seems so obvious sometimes. And then other times it's not that, you know, when I pray, this is how I ought to. Because of what Christ said, how I should pray. He said what I should do. So I hope that this is still being an encouragement to you as we are spending time reflecting on the Lord's Prayer. Continue with this next week and probably the week after um, before we really get back into uh, hearing from and talking to other people about um, our main theme, which is uh, 
living a gospel-shaped life. But I don't think that just by not talking to people means we aren't engaging with that because certainly, like as I said last week, talking about the Lord's Prayer and engaging with our prayer life is certainly a part of living gospelly as we go through our lives because there are many things that I can't do and that I won't be able to do if I don't have a consistent and healthy prayer life. So I hope that this has still been an encouragement to you. And I pr- my prayer for you is that um, you allow Christ to teach you how to pray every single day as we go 